and welcome. This is Insure and Certain Hope, a podcast about Christ, faith, the Episcopal Church, and a whole bunch of other things. I am the Reverend Jedediah Fox, the rector of the Church of the Redeemer in Kenmore, Washington, and your host. We're very glad you're with us today. In this episode of Insurance Certain Hope, we continue with our series on an outline of the faith, otherwise known as the Catechism. This time we'll be taking on the section entitled Prayer and Worship. So, stay tuned for that. Prayer and Worship. What is prayer? Prayer is responding to God by thought and by deeds, with or without words. Question. What is Christian prayer? Christian prayer is the response to God, the Father, through Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Question. What prayer did Christ teach us? Answer. The Lord gave us the example of prayer known as the Lord's Prayer. Question. What are the principal kinds of prayer? Answer. The principal kinds of prayer are adoration, praise, thanksgiving, penitence, oblation, intercession, and petition. Question. What is adoration? Adoration is the lifting up of the heart and mind to God, adding nothing, asking nothing, but to enjoy God's presence. Question, why do we praise God? Answer, we praise God not to obtain anything, but because God's being draws praise from us. Question, what do we offer? For what do we offer Thanksgiving? Answer, Thanksgiving is offered to God for all the blessings of this life, for our redemption and for whatever draws us closer to God. Question. What is penitence? Answer. In penitence, we confess our sins and make restitution, where possible, with the intention to amend our lives. Question. What is prayer of oblation? Answer. Oblation is the offering of ourselves, our lives, and labors in union with Christ for the purposes of God. What is the intercession? Question, what is intercession and petition? Answer, intercession brings before God the needs of others. In petition, we present our own needs, that God's will may be done. Question, what is corporate worship? Answer, in corporate worship, we unite ourselves with others to acknowledge the holiness of God, to hear God's word, and to offer prayers, and to celebrate the sacraments. Heavenly Father, you have promised to hear what we ask in the name of your Son. Accept and fulfill our petitions, we pray, not as we ask in our ignorance, nor as we deserve in our sinfulness, but as you know and love us in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 
That prayer is one of the collects that the celebrant can read after the prayers of the people in the Holy Eucharist. So remember, the prayers of the people are this series, this litany of petitions. Ah, one of the key words you may have heard uh, that we pray for. And we finish saying, you know, fulfill these according to your will, not ours. There's a fundamental misunderstanding about prayer, I think. You get the question, does prayer work? Well, you know, I prayed for my thus and such to do thus and such. You know, whether, whatever it is, I prayed for my cat not to have cancer, or I prayed for my, the squirrel next to my house not to get run over, and then it did. Um, and so prayer doesn't work. You know, people will say prayer doesn't work or what's the point of prayer? I never hear anything back. Why pray? And that's the, that's the, the fundamental, I think, misunderstanding comes from that, that idea. You know, I don't think prayer, you know, people say, I don't think prayer works or there's no evidence that prayer works. Well, what is, what are you expecting? And here's the thing we have to, we have to first think about is that what do we think prayer is? And I think for a lot of people, they think that prayer is some sort of, you know, uh, do you remember those uh, things that used to be at the ends of the store by the checkout? Not the, not the aisles of candy as you put things on the conveyor belt, but after you left, um, there was this row of little metal boxes and each one had little prizes in it and a little handle where you could stick a quarter, which you had just conveniently gotten as change. Your parents had just conveniently gotten as change after buying groceries. And there was room for quarters and nickels and at least the ones that I remember. They had they had some of their quarters and then they had some that were 50 cents and then they had some that were 5 cents and then they had some that were 10 cents. And so there was this opportunity to, you know, expect a little bit more of your change at the grocery store. But they had all these little prizes in them. And I think sometimes people think that prayer to God is like that. You insert the coin, you turn the handle um, by saying pretty, pretty, please. And if you do this, I'll, you know, I'll do whatever you want or whatever, however people formulate their prayers. And they imagine that then what's supposed to happen is that little plastic bubble is supposed to fall down the chute and fall right into their hands and answer all of their prayers. And that's a kind of prayer, right? That should sound familiar. A petition. You know, petitions are requests for ourselves or intercessions requests for others. But if you listened to the defin- to to how the ca- this this outline of the faith, this catechism talks about prayer, that's only one type of prayer and really out of all the types of prayer, that's the type of prayer that's Kind of lower down on the list. There are lots of other types of prayer because prayer isn't fundamentally about getting us the things we need. We don't worship a slot machine. We worship a God. Fundamental difference there. Prayer is not about what we get out of it. Prayer is about the relationship. Prayer is the conversation in relationship that we have with God both collectively and individually. So prayers can be corporate or private, 
right? The fundamental definition of prayer is responding to God, a response, a conversation in relationship by thought and by deed with or without words. So think about the confession. What are the three ways in which we confess that we have sinned in the confession? In thought and word and deed. And those are the same ways. So, the, so, so if sin is fundamentally the disjointing of relationship, the, the violation of relationship with God and each other, then the way that we continue in relationship with God is similarly in thought and word and deed. And out of the, all of the types of ways that you can be in relationship with someone, asking someone for something is only one. Think about the friends that you have in your life. If the only way you communicated with this friend was to ask them for things with the expectation that if they are your friend, they will give it to you or give it to the person that you want them to give it to. What kind of friendship is that? What kind of relationship is that? There are lots of other things you do when you have a close and abiding relationship with someone besides ask them for things on your own behalf or on behalf of others. Yes, that is something you do. In a healthy relationship, you do ask for things. You do ask for things for yourself and for others. Hey, could you hand me the salt? Hey, could you come and help me move? Those are the things you do in a, when you're in a relationship with someone. But there are lots of other things you do when you are in a relationship with another person. And prayer is about relationship with God. And it looks different for everyone. There are lots of other ways to pray besides saying, God, I need. Lord, if you would just give me. I mean, just look at this list. There is adoration. There is praise. There is thanksgiving, penitence, oblation. Lots of other ways that we respond to God in relationship with what God is doing for us. Because the fundamental assumption of all of our prayers is that God is already doing for us. And, and what we are doing is responding. And so having a balanced relationship with God requires us to make sure that we are at least attempting to explore all of these different ways of prayer. All of these different functions of prayer. All of these different types of prayer. And it's hard. If you don't expect prayer to sometimes be challenging or difficult, just as any of your other relationships can sometimes go through a rough patch, then you don't have a realistic expectation of what of how you and God are going to be in relationship. Now you wouldn't be alone in that, but maybe it's something to examine. 
your relationship with God? How do you, how do you live in it? How do you communicate in it? When you get married in the Episcopal Church, you're required to uh, attend what's called premarital counseling. So at least four times, you're required to meet with the person who is going to marry you or someone they designate and talk about the sacrament of marriage being in a, mer- being in a new kind of relationship. And the, the kind of meeting you have, it varies from priest to priest. And one of the things that I do when I, when I am doing premarital counseling, and we use that word loosely, it's not actual traditional counseling. I am not a counselor. I do not have a degree in counseling. I do not have a certificate in counseling. I am not a counselor. Let's just be really clear about that. Now, I am not a counselor with a big C, official. That aside, when I do premarital counseling, a lot of what we talk about, those two people and me, is communication. And we all have learned behaviors of communication, ways that we communicate, ways that we communicate when we're feeling good, ways that, and ways that we communicate when we're not feeling so good, when we're feeling emotional or reactive, We have these learned patterns that have been handed to us and we have embodied throughout our life. And we have learned patterns of living in our relationship with God. And one of those learned patterns, because we do it every week in the Holy Eucharist, in worship, is petition. We hear the prayers of the people week after week, and we should. That is part of our role, is to ask God to be in the world with us and to therefore change that world. The unspoken expectation on God's part is through us, of course, which we're not always so ready to deal with, but we do petition and intercession every week, but we also do every other one of these prayers. It's just not as obvious. We don't set aside a specific portion for it. We have to, we, we remember to do our petition and intercession in the prayers of the people, but we also do adoration, praise, thanksgiving, penitence, and oblation every Sunday. In our corporate worship, we try to do all of them, every worship service, for our corporate prayer. And we hope that in this example of corporate prayer, that we do at least every week. We hope that we're giving an example for Christian people that they can take home and practice In their private prayer, in their private life of prayer, all of this should be example. All of this should be a guide for you, a, a, not necessarily a checklist, 
but a ruler that you hold up. All right, am I participating in, in adoration? Am I participating in praise with God? Praise of God. Am I participating in thanksgiving? Am I participating in penitence? Uh, and am I praying prayers of oblation? as well as petition and intercession. Am I remembering the needs of others and am, I, and am I remembering my own needs? I don't want you to come away from this podcast thinking that prayers of intercession and petition are bad or evil or somehow need to not happen. They are essential. They are an essential part of our relationship. We need to acknowledge that we have needs and that we know that God is the giver of all good things and will see to those needs just as Jesus promises in the Gospels. But we cannot let that be the totality of our relationship with God and the totality of our prayer life. We need to pray prayers of intercession to remember that others have needs and that God's will is that those needs will be met and that we will be a part of that work, God willing and the Holy Spirit consenting. But we have to make sure that we are living in a balanced relationship. There's an apocryphal story about the presiding bishop. Um, that in sometime in January of this year, he joked that he would love to just take 2020 and tell everyone that don't worry about the sacraments, don't worry about anything else. Let's just have a year full of prayer. And that sometime in March, he got on to one of his videos or podcasts or something that he's doing and said, you know, I said that, but I didn't think I'm, I didn't know that the Holy Spirit was going to take me quite this seriously. We've been living in this pandemic in a time where there's been a whole lot more opportunity for different kinds of prayers that we haven't been used to for a while. You know, I don't know about you, but I haven't prayed the, the morning prayer office this much in a very long time, and certainly not on Sunday morning. But in some ways, it's been good. We've had prayers that we've said prayers that I really enjoy. You know, some of these prayers are really, really beautiful. And I, you know, you're going to hear flipping because I have a prayer book in front of me. I mean, just look at this prayer that I pray every Sunday. The general thanksgiving. Almighty God, source of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble and hearty thanks for all our goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. Right? Just in that first paragraph, in that first sentence of this general thanksgiving prayer, you have several of those types of prayer. We, you have thanksgiving and and um, praise, a little bit of oblation, and a little bit of penitence. We try to make these examples. We try to 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 help all of God's people, all of Christ's body, 
have a balanced relationship with God in prayer. And if you want to do that, there's a couple things that you can do to practice this um, that will help you out, stand you in good stead if you want to be in prayer as well or work on your balanced prayer life. The first tip, and I'm cribbing these from um, a book by the Reverend Scott Gunn and Melody wilson Shobe called Walk in Love, Episcopal Beliefs and Practices. It's a, um, it's a, a good primer book, and they do a lot of kind of what we're doing in a different way. Um, but uh, Scott and Melody suggest in their book um, that the method, the technique of prayer is not what's important. You don't have to have a whole bunch of special accoutrement or um, the right kind of pr- the right kind of source to do your prayer. Uh, the important things to remember uh, are to start small. You don't have to go from zero to sixty minutes right off the bat of prayer every day and making sure you tick off all seven boxes of prayer. Start small. Start with once a day for a couple minutes. Find one thing that you want to praise God for, one thing you want to thank God for, one thing you want to apologize to God for, one thing that you want to ask God to show you the way through, to ask for one way to do God's will today. Ask for one thing for someone you know needs help ask for one thing you need today and then just sit with God for a moment just as you would with a friend on a sunny park bench on a warm autumn day and just sit and enjoy being together and then say amen and you know in two minutes You've had a balanced conversation and relationship with God. Start small. It doesn't have to be big or flashy or showy. Start small. But show up. This isn't, you're not going to necessarily be filled with warm sunshine and butterflies every time you do this, but you have to keep showing up. This is a relationship. Show up. Make space in your calendar. God is always waiting and hoping for us. It's us who sometimes fails to make the appointment. And remember that relationships are hard work. Your relationship with God, with God isn't any different than any of your relationships in a lot of ways. It's, it takes work. It takes effort. Keep trying. Scott and Melody end their section on prayer in their book, Walk in Love, with a prayer, uh, a prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we are to pray and to give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour upon us the abundance of your mercy for giving us those things of which our conscience is afraid and giving us those good things which we dare not which we are not worthy to ask except through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ our savior amen
How is your relationship with God today? Maybe that's something to ask in prayer. I want to thank you for joining us again this week as we discuss prayer and worship on insurance, the Insure and Certain Hope podcast. I hope that you'll join us again the next time that there's a podcast out. And until then, may God's blessing be with you. Christ's peace be with you. The Spirit's outpouring be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Amen.